<laughs> what up, my good bitch? What up? <laughs> hey, my main man. Welcome to another th- episode of Think Fresh, everybody. It's episode 99. Damn, I got 99 problems, but a pot ate one. That's a fact. It feels feels really good to have something successful in my life. Yeah, true. This podcast has been going on way, way longer than anticipated originally. Uh, we are well over a year old. Um, if we were a baby, we would be uttering some words, probably. We would be mm-hmm. probably saying things like herbs and cheese. Uh, no, orange. that's way, way too complicated. <laughs> We'd be working with more rudimentary phrases like mayo. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's a good point. Uh Things like words like pepperoni or there's too many syllables in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're not going to get into the signature menu anytime soon. We're just classic terms. Yeah, just ham, cheese, maybe. Cheese is even mm-hmm. difficult for me to say sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when I'm gone off the herbs. But um, Ty, today is another beautiful day. We are recording this a day late because uh, man's got a busy schedule, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's tough between the release parties, all the uh, signings I go to. My agent has got me like booked up the yin yang. So it's hard to find. <laughs> it, it's hard to find time for my one true passion of podcasting, Eric. Yeah, bro. Why are you sounding like Doug Ford? <laughs> booked up the yin yang. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, but uh, episode ninety nine is special for a couple of reasons, Eric. Uh, and the one that I wanted to shed some light on is uh, my co-host Eric finally came out of the podcasting <laughs> to his to his partner this week. That's right. Uh, he he let her in. I let her in. <laughs> and uh, babe, and she didn't. Babe, if you're she listening, didn't reach I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one more fan. That's yeah, great. one more listener to our growing roster here of uh, breadheads. Mm-hmm. But Ty. Um, I gotta say, it wasn't uh, it wasn't easy letting her in to this uh, secret world that we have, me and you. Um, mm-hmm. But I felt like it was necessary. So, what say you? Yeah, yeah. It's dark. It's twisted. I completely understand. But the fact that she didn't outright reject you upon learning about this, like, what a keeper, Eric. You should be you should be running to the altar like a track star right now. Mm-hmm. I almost proposed on the spot with like a slice of swiss cheese with a hole in it just to put on her <laughs> finger yeah i i love mm-hmm. that for you i love that look mm-hmm. we to should honest, wear more i think things. uh to be honest i think she would have said yes if i hadn't have flashed her the analytics of this podcast i think it was like you know enough to make you sick <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost what i met <laughs> Damn. oh shit uh, shout out to drake um shout out drake uh Drizzy gross drake. what we met yeah, Amari mom, uh, partner in, in life. But, uh, but Ty, you know what? This is, uh, we're coming back off a long weekend here. And I have to say that talking to people at work <laughs> about uh, the food we eat on the weekend has become all time boring for me. Um, you know, do you know exactly what I'm talking about? It's not just that work, Eric. It's every conversation I have outside of this recording booth with anybody. I don't mean to gatekeep culinary conversation, but it's pretty flat outside of this podcast. <laughs> I think what's happened is you and I have transcended. Mm-hmm. We, we've reached transcendence, Eric. 
Mm-hmm. This is no this, this dialogue that we fostered about something as mundane as cauliflower wings has really allowed <laughs> me to understand the complexities of human nature, who we are, and yeah. this greater cultural zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. I mean, this must be the case for all like elite talkers. Um, but you know, me and you, Ty, we've become so comfortable drilling twelve inches deep into. Um, any kind of food topic that uh, we're basically just running on autopilot at this point and we're able to really get into the double meat of it. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas when I think about like bringing up what I had for dinner with somebody who I don't talk to on the regular, I'm, I'm flying blind. Like I don't know like what exactly they even say that's going to be interesting to them. Whereas with you, mm-hmm. I know I can go deep on the ingredients, the, the tattoos on the chef's arm, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it'll uh... be interesting. Yeah, within this twisted, toasted world, we definitely have a weird cultish mentality between us. Uh, yeah, not unlike Rod Denham, maybe. Mm-hmm. I also find that me and you are very particular. Like, we're we're very different, me and you, Ty. But when um when I eat, like, I will go for, you know, the things that make my heart hungry, not just my stomach. You know, such as like a. Nice warm pasta from Nona, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like a nice little spicy gabagool. Um, mm-hmm. Tie for yourself. That might look a lot like some kind of mushroom wings, but <laughs> no. <laughs> but I've like, t- what do I, I even talk-, talk about with uh with you know plain Jane over here? Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. It's simple simple food for simple people. Um, I've told you time and time again. I really like to like embrace a sandwich or a meal that is. That is daring, you know, that embraces tension, that uh, mm-hmm. has a contrast, tells a narrative, depth of food. Yeah. Like, think about Subway if you made, like, a surf and turf by, like, combining the meatball with the tuna. Holy shit. Yeah. That, that, that's the kind of, like, level I'm operating at. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're literally um, playing 4D chess here. So, mm-hmm. Ty, how do we achieve a surf and turf? Is, is there, like... What other options exist out there that might actually be good? Like, I'm thinking seafood medley with, like, like some chicken. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have a lot of – you have a lot of <laughs> – the tuna with the chicken. The, yeah. It's a nice overlap there. I, the challenge is the surf options are pretty um, weak. There's, there's many land options to choose from. A lot of, like – animals with legs have been slaughtered to make the subway menu we see today <laughs> holy shit dude holy fuck you're right you're right Ty a lot of animals have uh, given their life for this cause uh, for the live fresh be fresh lifestyle um, mm-hmm. including many a cows pigs um, chickens anything in between that maybe doesn't fall into one of those buckets and even perhaps a few humans who fell for the fallacy that is the eat fresh diet. Mm-hmm. Poor, <laughs> poor souls who overate themselves to death. No human should eat 12 inches of sandwich every day. <laughs> no, no human is built to take 12 inches of anything. No. Um, but you know what? Um, yeah, it makes me realize that I'm not going to talk about food with anyone anymore unless they prove to me otherwise before we get into it. Um, like if you were, you know, if you just came back from vacation in Italy, I might ask you what you had to eat 
and based on the next three words you say, I mean, I make some very key decisions about you and uh, <laughs> and the conversation we're about to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of where people just ate, I did go to Earl's on the weekend, and I did have some buffalo cauliflower, like you mentioned previously, Ty. Um, no way. <laughs> yes way. Uh, Subway. And um, you know what, Ty? I also realized that um, Earl's is just failing miserably dude like i went there and i had such an awful experience um company was great but you know fake earl was not having it that day so what about casual fine dining let you down today eric uh usually casual fine dining doesn't miss but this time at earl's um it was just problem after problem first of all they had two beautiful patios um fully set up for alfresco dining uh one street side uh one on one facing broadway one facing granville or i guess first street and uh you know what one of them was much busier the uh, broadway one and that one was packed to the brim with people as well um and Mm -hmm. then you look over to your left just just look east a little bit and you'll notice that the first street patio is completely empty uh Mm. there's not a single soul in there in fact there's just one dad waiting for his takeout order sitting there (laughs) and um you know so upon inquiring about a table for seven mind you uh we were quickly turned down uh and you know they said it was gonna be like 45 minutes and then i just like very uh passive aggressively look over to the empty patio to my right and she said oh it's closed (laughs) wow like like, are you kidding me inside's packed outside's packed except for this one like nice picnic bench like seating arrangement outdoors that was just completely closed and this is uh like on a bc stat holiday at 8 p.m can you believe that i actually can believe that eric i've had many a challenge with uh restaurant restaurants like lately i and i think it's a staffing issue i think our frontline workers are burnt out i think they may have even died from covid most of them so there isn't Mm. many left to service the appetites of all of these post-pandemic double-vax patrons. Mm-hmm. That is true. Do you think these um, servers are making more money on EI and are therefore not wanting to come to work? Perhaps, yeah. I mean, like, if think about this, Eric. Would you rather sling sandwiches for whatever nine bucks an hour at Subway all day, <laughs> or would you rather get that same amount of money for sitting your, your big ass on the couch and <laughs> watching... <laughs> putting on some netflix and chill that's exactly what i'll be doing this weekend ty um but yeah you're right it's it's fucked i would not be doing that and especially if since you know you come home smelling like chipotle um you know you got the herbs and cheese oil stuck onto your fingers mm. you just can't get rid of this stuff so i mean i can totally sympathize with um those who are choosing to stay home and stay away uh and not coming into work Right. However, so you have to be I a... can't respect it. Fair enough. Um, so you have to imagine with majority of frontline workers wanting to stay home, you have to be a very like saddest type of person to sign up to work a serving position right now. Like when Earl's has its waiters on staff, they're, they're not sending their best at this point. Uh, they're sending people that have lots of problems and there's bringing those problems to you. I, some I assume are good people. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very challenging situation. <laughs> I, I empathize with everybody involved. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just don't get it. Like, they might have just, you know, emptied out the bench and uh, put in the B squad that night because everyone was taking the day off for a stat holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, Pulling it in. Yeah, because I'll, I'll name just a couple of things that happened. So, first of all, one of the people at my table ordered uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and then it, it arrived, uh, like, we think with rum in it, <laughs> which might be illegal. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so free rum and Coke. Um, but then we had to trade that back in to get a different one, a plain virgin Coke. Um, and this time it came with an iced tea. And so, you know, at this point, we just felt like we were being fucked with. And wow. uh, so third time was a charm, fortunately, but uh, but it doesn't stop there. So we did, uh, me and my colleague, we both had pastas. Um, that mine came with a piece of garlic bread. His did not. Uh, but mm. he chose to add on a piece of garlic bread for $2. And his piece of bread came like 30 minutes before the food. <laughs> so <laughs> so she just like came by and dropped off this like thick bread, like in the middle of the table. Oh, there's like seven of us. We're like, whose bread is this? We, like, we have no idea. <laughs> and then like, is this for the table? Because it's one slice. <laughs> Damn. And uh, we're just like, I don't know. And then. Like, we just asked her, like, yo, whose bread is this? And she's like, oh, it's yours. You added it onto your pasta, did you not? She's like, oh, uh, why, is it, why is it here so early? I want it with my pasta. And then, you know, had to, had to settle that one, that, that beef. Um, yeah. But yeah, Ty, th- this was just a roller coaster of problems, as you can mm, see. I'm sure the discrepancies go on and on. This is what I like about Subway, particularly your, your drink issue. I like being able to pour my own beverage at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I like it when I get a carafe of water. I like it when I get vino by the bottle. I like to be able to walk up to the soda machine and make the selections that are right for me. I don't want to, mm-hmm. unless we're at like a cocktail lounge, I don't want to trust somebody else with that pour. That's true. Like, I know um, how much head I like in my beer. This guy likes his head. Um, that's a fact but you know what Ty it's kind of like the bulk bin at at a at Safeway you know it's like you sometimes you just want to sample little gummy bears before you commit to a full bag of them and uh, mm-hmm. I find it's the same thing with the Fruitopia of the day at Subway <laughs> Fruitopia <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, well, but Ty you're right I do love that I do love the fact that you can create your sandwich as you like as you wish same with your drink Mm-hmm. I think what needs to happen here, Eric, is I think we need to cancel Earl's. We need you need yes. to go start your own casual f- fine dining chain, mm-hmm. Eric's. We'll call it. We'll call it Eric's. In fact, I think that's actually a good idea for Subway to pursue a more elevated dining experience. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like it's the same Subway we know and love, but it comes with a tablecloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the basket is made of aluminum instead of plastic. Yeah. I don't know what we call it. Jared's, maybe? <laughs> Forget about it. Um, Subway Social I... House? Wow, yeah. Uh, Subway Club? Club? Mm-hmm. Club Way? Club Way. Whoa. <laughs> oh, shit. That's kind of good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Club Way. Yeah. Um, Ty, you know, if my only requirement for this new... Um, Starbucks reserve of Subway is to basically have a uh, white tablecloth and then have somebody come over with those like little rollers that pick up breadcrumbs 
and then just like mm. scoop like all the breadcrumbs off your table while you're eating your sandwich or i guess when you're finished and then uh you know they just like empty it out in the trash can in the circular trash can by the door mm-hmm. i would appreciate that too but i would also like if they first ask if i'm gonna finish that before they remove those crumbs because you know me i like mm-hmm. to pick up all the little crumbs and eat them <laughs> i'm, I'm like yeah, a little like a- bird yeah, literally, as soon as you finish your sandwich, you're like, a, you go into anteater mode and you just go just snort the table. But Ty, imagine if the toasted bread there actually had crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like, I don't think it's ever flaked on me once. It's, uh, it's only like one piece. It's surprising, but actually, that it should be expected. Have you, with your sporty and rich yoga mat, has a piece of that ever just fallen <laughs> off? That is a great point, Ty. My sporting rich yoga mat is in one piece still, uh, and I've done many a mountain climbers on there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hard to tear plastic. It's very resilient. Do you think when you eat Subway bread, you're getting all these microplastics breaking down in your in your stomach and lining the walls of your stomach? Like m- microplastics. Whoa. You know when you see in documentaries or on National Geographic, they'll like have a a whale washed up on shore or a sea turtle. And when they do a, like a, they open up the, the body, the carcass of the animal and they observe all of these plastic bottles or microplastics inside <laughs> them. And then they turn this into a, a PSA about pollution. Yeah. Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you, do you think I've got some empty essential bottles in me or, or what's the deal? What are you asking? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about Subway bread in my system. When it goes in, does it ever come out? Whoa, how much of it is coming out? 98%? What if every foot long <laughs> leaves behind the 1% of microbes that now take up residency? Little, little hobo microbes squatting mm-hmm. in your stomach. That is actually a real concern. Like, you know, that could cause some kind of illness down the road. You know, we, who knows mm-hmm. what we have um, inside of us, Ty. If we have, you know, every, every sandwich you have, you get like one milligram of plastic. It's interesting. If you think about the Subway logo, two arrows forming an S. One arrow represents what goes into your body. The other arrow represents what goes <laughs> out. <laughs> in and it's out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This is uh this is cause for alarm, I think. Mm-hmm. I smell <laughs> a controversy. Speaking of controversy, Ty, um I wanted to touch on something with you. So obviously the Olympics here are underway in Tokyo, Japan. Um and you know, we have athletes performing at our at their highest level, of course, uh legally doing so. Um we did have a case of a very famous um, American athlete, I believe her name is Shakari Richardson. She got kicked out of the Olympics or left out of the Olympics for uh, having weed in her system before the, I guess, qualifications or like the timeline uh, of where you can like test uh, for drugs before the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so she was kicked out. So I guess they're kind of like suggesting that weed is a, in some way, a performance enhancing drug. I think a lot of athletes use it for recovery. Um, things a little weird, but we're not here to talk about that specifically. We're here, we're here mm-hmm. to talk about Subway Thai. And I think that 
Um, weed is absolutely a performance enhancing drug when it comes to eating a sandwich. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's all about context, right? You can't mm-hmm. go and say that anything is an upper or a downer unless you understand the context in which it's consumed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like, you know, running, if I'm running stoned, uh, you know, at the Olympics, I may or may not be faster, but I, mm-hmm. I can definitely finish a foot-long sandwich much faster afterwards uh, if I'm still high off the, off the, uh, off that, that, that good Kush, I get that. That Cali Kush. It's like <laughs> if you're if you're gonna go double like two types of meat on your sandwich, then you're gonna need two tokes before your pass. Mm-hmm, if you're gonna exactly. take that thing on, like equip yourself properly. Training is important. Mm-hmm, absolutely, um, you're gonna have to you know take a huge hit, get those uh, you know eyes dilated, uh, your blood going, and uh, dive in. Damn. The challenge, though, is, like, I don't see as many stoners as I would expect at Subway. I see, obviously, the blue-collar workforce that makes up the majority of the patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a few, like, stroller-wielding moms with, like, a child who mm-hmm. there's no possible way that child could consume even six inches of sandwich. They're very small. And then you get the occasional, like, cold-cut cold cut daddy who doesn't have much taste. They... they <laughs> are pursuing a mayo mustard combo. Maybe they're wearing an <laughs> Avengers t-shirt. You know oh, the guy. No. Yeah, mm, but he's making make... like like 300000 a year working at Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, maybe. They they probably have like... Um, they, they like keep their sneaker boxes. You know the kind of guy? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly For virgin. Move, okay? <laughs> uh, no, I 100% get you, Ty. Um I think it's also partially because we never frequent Subway at the right time to witness these stoners. You know, Subway is mm. like a place where everyone can congregate. Uh, and we just happen to go for lunch. And that's when, you know, all the people in ill-fitting, uh, like, you know, Uniqlo suits go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's just the kind of people we're going to run into. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to see the stoners coming out of Fortune uh, because we're not going at 1 a.m. Yeah, that's a good point. We're not going to see anybody who, like, got a tattoo in Asia, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Any of the yeah, free exactly. spirits. They, cu- they come out after dark. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, Ty, we did um, schedule in a in-person visit tomorrow. Is that still mm. on the books? What I think reckon? we should... I, I have to check my schedule once again. My agents got me totally slammed, but yeah. um, I'll move some things around. I think I can make that work for something as precious as the 100th episode of Think Fresh podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We must go on IG Live uh, on Thursday and then uh, you know, subsequently post the 100th episode detailing our in-person experience on Friday. I'm actually so wow. stoked. This is like better than like an album rollout. <laughs> this is great. I'm going to get sick, and I'm not talking about the novel coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's going to be good. Um, so, yeah, get back to me on your availability, Ty, and um, hopefully we can, you know, maybe go into work together and uh, go for lunch at some point or something. Wow. Wow. Just wow, Eric. All my dreams are coming true. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, worried, I'm worried for the experience of ordering, ordering Subway. For a multitude of reasons, 
one of them in particular is <laughs> I think like the like the gauntlet of decision making I'm not prepared for that I haven't had to make decisions that quickly in a long time I haven't had to improvise my life is very scheduled it's very methodical post post mm-hmm. coronavirus every every move is kind of planned out so mm-hmm. being in the stew stew with you and trying to make these decisions live about what type of cheese or bread or sauce or vegetable combination it's gonna be a lot yeah it's gonna be a lot um but i'm so excited because who cares it'll be our first time uh it'll be our first time going live and it'll be a learning experience and i am excited we're gonna somehow hide our faces on ig live that'll be crazy wow I'll I'll, break, I'll wear a mask and sunglasses. I'll mm-hmm. break out the Oakleys. Mm-hmm. I will not be wearing a mask because I refuse to. Um, but I might have to put on the uh, Gucci shades. Beautiful. <laughs> Ty, Man, you really you really about... got a siren. You really got a siren coming by right now. Is there an emergency really in your place? There is a. <laughs> There's a bathroom emergency happening tomorrow. They're they are ahead of schedule. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Ty, but speaking of album rollouts, we got to talk about this easy whole easy situation. Kanye uh, mm. West, you know, he is currently living inside of the Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, he is he just had his listening party for Donda, his new album, and he is working day and night to finish this thing. Um, they did actually also post a picture um, of his living conditions. <laughs> so he is like living inside this tiny little room in the back of um, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And this thing is apparently costing him a million dollars a day to stay there and to finish the album. Um, wow. And I got to I gotta just show you this thing. If you give me one so- second, I will Right well, you pull this you. up. So, Ye did the listening party, and then he just decided, "Nah, I'm not gonna leave. I'm gonna stay in the stadium." He, he is the. I'm drawing a parallel here between the microplastic in my stomach lining and Ye in the stadium. He just stuck around. Everybody else yeah. left, but he stayed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I got you. Got to like consider these living conditions here, and I'm wondering just like what he's eating in this place here let me just yeah, share my like st- stadium food is really tough like if you're living off stadium food <laughs> that's just like what foot long hot dogs and bud light in a plastic cup mm-hmm. wow yeah exactly so Eric- he's drinking bud light on tap and he's uh eating from the tailgate grill over here at, at atlanta georgia yeah you can only have so much like fake cheese sauce yeah but Ty, if you were to live in uh, in this kind of living condition, would you be like, what would you be getting catered here? Would you be considering getting a Subway sandwich made in front of you here? If you're a Kanye and you have Kanye money? Wow. I'm not sure. I think we need to describe this living condition to our breadheads who can't see what I'm seeing right now. This is like a <laughs> small prison cell, concrete walls, maybe 10 feet by 8 feet wide. There's a I wouldn't even call that a single bed on the ground. It's like smaller than a, it's basically a cot, a small yeah. closet space, suitcase on the floor, and it looks like six pairs of Yeezys, <laughs> which is yeah, it honestly, 
yeah it is a good tell it's uh you can see his like fit from the you know party right before um mm-hmm. he's got a tv a clock um but i think this is just the room the most jarring thing i've noticed about this actually is his suitcase it seems to be an off-brand suitcase um you know, it wasn't uh, Rimowa, which, which is what I was uh, expecting. It wasn't the big boy Rimowa or even an away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it is what some is kind of... no-name uh, brand bullshit? Yeah, it is some kind of Target bullshit. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not it... sure exactly what that is. Yeah, his agent must have really dropped the meatball there. Um, Absolutely. This is crazy, though. He's living in the stadium. It's, I mean, it's good to see a fellow creative embracing remote work. <laughs> yeah. yeah literally he's uh embracing remote work for sure but it's a remote studio like he's moved all of his stuff in and he's cooking up with mike dean he's on facetime with the weekend um damn it's pretty incredible um i mean just look at this guy walking around the stadium like a cute little meatball yeah he looks like a meatball dipped in marinara sauce yeah uh, I did read online, though, that he brought in a personal chef while he's putting in the time at the mm. Atlanta Stadium. So he doesn't have to rely on nachos and footlong hot dogs. He, he, he could very well be consuming some Subway. I, I, <laughs> like, when I yeah. hear personal chef, I just hear personal sandwich artist. Yeah, exactly. Wow. But we both I know wonder... That. But maybe... Oh, uh, okay. You know, because we both know that sandwich artists are not chefs, um, they are, in fact, artistes. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think that one of them will get a feature on the new album? I I would love to see that. I'd like to see them close out the final track on Donda. Yeah. Um, I I could see this happening because (laughs) I think Kanye is currently dropping pins in Orlando because he is inspired by the intersection of art and sport. Okay. Yeah. So, like, think about, like, like, when I think about that, I think, like, like a pair of, like, Visvum sneakers, you know? Or, or perhaps us, uh, the food at the stadium. Or maybe Donda will have, like, an underlying, like, track theme. Bro, you lost me so hard there. Holy shit. <laughs> there must be, all I'm, all I'm hypothesizing here is that there must be some sort of reason for planting roots in a state in a sports stadium you must be inspired by sport itself Mm -hmm. by you're probably inspired by sport um much like subway having bill belichick be its uh you know co co (laughs) co-host well subway has always been inspired by sport uh they don't really show Mm -hmm. it uh, they they walk the they talk the talk they don't really walk the walk I don't think every time I eat Subway I don't feel like engaging in sport of any sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's much more for afterwards. Like I said, you you hit the blunt, you uh you know and you take the girls high school basketball team over to Subway, uh so they can get their turkey six inches. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, the sportiest thing about Subway is that you can get Gatorade on tap there. Oh shit! Gatorade on tap is absolutely the move. Holy fuck! Wow, electrolytes Damn. on tap. You think wow. they would have some sort of like wellness club uh, mm-hmm. to reference Sporty and Rich twice in one episode? You think that would be something Subway would pursue? Some sort of blog mm-hmm. or 
like collective entity to share the experience of act activity mm-hmm. and health. Mm-hmm. Well, Subway does have wellness at its core. Um, you know, they've said it so many times, uh, whether it's, you know, the quality of the ingredients, the, um, you know, the fact that you will in fact lose weight if you only consume Subway. Um, there's a little asterisk next to that, that states like you need to only like eat once a week if you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you'll lose weight eating Subway only. Um, but yeah, Ty, I think, uh, I think the sodium as well, <laughs> we've covered this previously, but the sodium in that salami is enough electrolytes to really replenish you after a long, long, hard basketball game. Oh yeah. You'd be fully zooted off one slice of salami. You don't even need a six inch. Just, can you just order some raw salami there? Get a little charcuterie, nice, warm, sweaty meat and take that to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question, Ty. Um, Skip the carbs. That's the what is that the keto move at Subway to go charcuterie? <laughs> um, yeah, because you can't do a lettuce bun there because the let- lettuce is shredded. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. They really don't appeal to the gluten-free diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how like charcuterie boards will have like a very like specialty mustard that's like too good to be like put on bread so that you mm. that you put it on the board mm-hmm. do you think any <laughs> any any sauces at subway pass the test of the charcuterie board wow sauce on board i would give it up for the sweet onion that's like the it's the heart of subway it's the only thing they really got going on i think it's the it's the secret sauce literally of subway it's the reason they have not been dethroned as the king of sandwiches it comes mm-hmm. down to the sweet onion sauce. Mm-hmm. It's such a sweet sauce that you could call your sandwich a dessert sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like one of those, like, like a dessert wine in a sense where it has a, an edge to it that makes mm-hmm. it appropriate post meal, but it also could totally service you if you just needed to uh, <laughs> get, get a little swigged off it. <laughs> uh absolutely Ty. Ty, i'm really looking forward to linking and eating with you tomorrow mm-hmm. it's gonna be a, a wonderful activation yeah stay tuned breadheads <laughs> for the ig live um we're gonna do our best to get this episode out today wednesday august 4th uh and <laughs> i'm gonna look like a clown if this comes out tomorrow <laughs> well, um, so I'm speaking into existence Ty we're going to get this out today and then tomorrow we're, follow us on Instagram Think Fresh Podcast we're going to be on live who knows what time just stay stay glued um, mm-hmm. <laughs> sign up for notifications on our Instagram and you mm-hmm. will be the first to know you'll be the first to drop in and if we're feeling lucky if we're, if we're in a good mood like the sandwich is good then we might have some of you join the live Mm-hmm. And that'll be and fun if the, sandwich, if the sandwich is bad hell we're just gonna we're canceling the whole podcast there's a lot riding on this yeah exactly if the sandwich is bad we're gonna report on that on friday and then that'll be the end of think fresh 100 episodes in the books <laughs> wow a beautiful kind of story absolutely yeah i told you at the beginning of this episode eric that i like a sandwich with a narrative i can't think of one better than that absolutely self-destructive <laughs> okay Ty All well, right, I'll see you tomorrow hopefully <laughs> yeah you have a strong day yeah you Thank- too
Think fresh, everybody. Ciao. Ciao.